Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at scs.georgetown.com. Dot edu slash podcast. I wish there was just like some, I'm going to cry again. I would just say like, I wish there was like a cookie cutter like answer. Right. That would just like, be like this is what you can do. But like it's situational and everyone's different. Yeah. So you just have to figure it out for yourself. Pretty yeah, much, no, definitely. Crazy. I wish there was something like profound that we could tell listeners, be like, this is what you need to do if right. you feel like this. But right. It's so different for everyone. It's okay to feel like that too. What is going on, you guys? Welcome back to the For Us Podcast, the podcast for you. And for us. I got something to say. I got to start this episode off with something. What? I was getting dressed today. I was in our closet, which by the way, we're in our room if you're if you're listening. If you're watching. Uh, If you're watching. No, if oh, you're listening. if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was in the closet and, you know, our closet isn't done, isn't finished yet. And I came across your blankie. And no, and I'm not going to give you no... F- I'm not going to say anything that I haven't already said before. Did you think I left the blankie? No, I didn't think you left the blankie, but this, it's just... I knew we were shooting today, and I just wanted to bring this up on the podcast because I love our our For Us fam. And I just want to hear what they have to say. Do y'all still, at whatever age y'all at, have a blankie? Because, like, this is... We've talked about this these five years, six years of us knowing each other. I am flabbergasted that savannah still has her blankie from when she was a child i am more flabbergasted at the fact that we posted a tiktok i don't know how long ago and hundreds thousands maybe even millions maybe not millions but a lot of y'all were agreeing with her about this doggone blankie and that people were saying that i am 30 and i still have my blankie i still sleep with my blankie like, I'm never taking my blankie okay, away. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, let me know when you're done. I was letting you speak your piece in the mouth. I am just, I know, in all honesty, I just don't get how a grown person can just have a blankie. Still. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay, I mean, I'm not done, but you can okay. share it if you have something to say. Well, so, first of all, you don't have, like, a fair stand on this. Okay. Because you never had a blankie. Um, I've had something. I've what had, have you had? I've had a, I've had a Build-A-Bear. 
and you slept with it and you loved it and you yeah sleep, I loved you it. Couldn't sleep without it. But okay, no, but no, 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 what no. is? Could you did you could you not sleep without it? Yes, I could sleep without it. Okay, so you don't that's, have a, that's your you speech. don't have a fair stand uh-huh. because you cannot relate because you never had a special item as a child. I know, but what I am saying is though, at twenty seven years old, I don't feel the need to have it anymore i know i don't sleep with it i didn't say you slept with it sleeping with it that's a whole nother thing i could sleep with it and it would be fine no it would not be fine it because be I'm, fine. I'm in a picture now you can I touch can on me because you like to fill on your blankie tell them don't tell people that why everyone else does uh, does it you like you yeah, have uh, it's my corner blankie yeah you have a little corner that you yeah, it's like a it's like a comfort yeah to rub it should we bring the blankie out we let's not do that you want to go get it go get the blankie no why? Wait, was it on TikTok? Yeah, already? I think it's on TikTok. Because it's really tattered. They don't need to see it. What's the word? Tattered. Tattered is crazy. Um, But I'm just saying, I just don't... That that doesn't defend your argument on honest, why you're a grown person with a blanket. No, to be honest, like, I actually do see your side, like... When I think about it in my head, I'm like, okay, having a blankie. Also, the fact that we're calling it a blankie. Yeah, what else is it called? A blanket. Having a blanket. It's not a blanket. <laughs> that okay. thing ain't no doggone it's blanket. You okay. can't cover up a tree with that. Actually, I could cover up with my blankie. Okay. Having a blankie as a grown person is crazy. As like a grown I can person. see I can see your side. Thank you. Easily. But I still don't think you have really any room to talk on this. Because you don't you can't relate because you never experienced what I experienced and what others have experienced in their childhood. No, I get it. No, it, the, no but you haven't experienced the, But the childhood it. is like I I understand the childhood. No, like, you don't. That's it. No, you never had it. No, I'm just saying no, I don't. No. <laughs> You never had it, so you. you no, don't let me explain. I understand the childhood part of it. Like in your childhood, when you how old, did you have it when you were young? My how old were you? Everything. Like when you were zero. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, I understand that zero is yeah, zero is wild. I understand that. I just don't understand now. Like, why is it still here twenty seven years later? Like, why didn't it get tossed why out? Why would I get rid of it? Because you don't need it anymore. This brings up another problem. Well, you've gotten rid of a lot of clothes. Why would I get rid of it? Because you don't need it anymore. And what would I do with it? Throw it out. Throw it out. It could have been thrown out at like 13 for all I care. No. No. It is actually pretty crazy. Like my Blinky has moved with me no, a like, million times. You no, know, like, like all my places I lived in LA with my roommates, my Blinky's been there. All the places we've lived together since we got married, my Blinky's been there. Like my Blinky, she's a ride or die. Like she's not going anywhere. Oh, it's a girl. Yeah, I will say your. Yeah, it's a girl. I will say your blankie has like kind of made its exit more since I've been around. Like we're dating, been around. <laughs> Did I have my blankie? I don't. You used to have your blankie when we were dating. Like you, it was. It would be in my bed. Nah, it was out. No, it, it was. It, it was definitely out, and you. I think you would like use it. No, I wouldn't. I know for a fact. No. Okay. I feel like I. I don't know at what point, like, my blankie actually stopped being in the bed with me. Yeah. But I'm, like, there's no point to get rid of it. Like, it's a, it's honestly a keepsake at this point. But if you're not using it, it's just a waste of space. No, it's a keepsake. Okay. I feel like this topic is, like, really half and half. Really? Like, either you can really relate and resonate with what I'm saying, or they are on your side. Well, my only thing, I'm just talking about just having it at 27. That's my only part. It's nothing else. No, I, the thing is, I do see your side. Okay. But I'm not going to get rid of it. There's no point to get rid of it. Oh, we're still, we're, we're still keeping it? Yeah, we're keeping it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I like I, your hat. 
Thank you. That's yeah. very. Savannah told me the other day that she liked. What did you say? You I said I've it. never seen you in this hat. Yeah, and I like it. The thing is, I've wore this hat plenty of times. No, you haven't. A handful. Plenty. Two. You've only worn it twice. I think I've only worn it twice, but you didn't notice. No, I probably did, and I probably told you I liked it. I oh. still like it. It's cute. Um. Anyways, what's going on? Um, I'm sick. Yeah, well, you're not sick. You just have a cough. That's not sick. Are you? What was that? Are you, what are you chewing on? I crunched a little bit of my ice in the mic. Well, you're so happy about this. Go ahead and show them your new Stanleys. Look how cute. You well, guys. go ahead and share the news that happened today. I worked with Stanley on Instagram, you guys, which is like a dream for me because Stanley, you guys already know, I've been loving Stanley forever, but I have two Stanleys because one is my water mm-hmm. and one is my Alani. Is that water right there? Mm-hmm. Can I hit that? Yeah, sure. You have to get your own Stanley. No, I don't. Why don't you want a Stanley? Well, you working with them changes my whole thing now. So now you do want one. I love Stanley. Baby. I do. You've always liked them. Hmm? You just don't, you don't think you need one. You don't drink water. Okay, here we go. Because here we go. Everyone knows about your crunchy water, and I'm glad you don't have one today. I did have one. It's right here. Why do you like that? It's water. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's warm, uh and it's not good. Yeah. It's water, though. It's the same thing that's in that cup. No, it's not. Anyways, York and Stanley, that's an awesome thing. Yeah, it's really cool. But no, I was saying I'm sick. Oh, yeah, that's what you were saying. Babe, you're not sick. You just have a cough. So if y'all hear, like, this smoker's cough through the camera, through the uh, mic, it's not, we don't have a guest today. Okay. No, what's crazy is I've actually had this cough ever since we went to Dallas. I Yeah, you had it in Dallas. Yeah, I got sick, like, pretty much the day we left. Nice. And we went there to shoot multiple podcasts. And so I was, like, kind of nervous. But honestly, growing up, whenever I was sick um, and I had to, like, perform dance-wise... There's something about the adrenaline and like being on stage. Like, For sure. you will not cough. Yes, you, you can relate. Oh, uh, with ga- with games, you could be any type. You can be sick, like sick, sick. But as soon as you get out there, oh, as soon as you get out there, it low key, I get like laser focused mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah, like I remember being sick, like growing up competitions and stuff, and I would go on stage and like I would have like a bad cough or mm-hmm. whatever, and you just got there and you don't like you you won't cough. Yeah. And now I feel like we're talking about it so much that I'm going to cough on the podcast. But I'm saying that all to say, like, when we shot in Dallas, like, I didn't, I think on our podcast when we shot, yeah, um, I think I did cough because I was really comfortable. But, like, when we were shooting for XO, I yes. did not cough because I was just, like, we're guests. Like, I need to be on my P's and Q's. I cannot cough right now. I think, yeah, if something about just being, being there made you not. Yeah. But... I might cough today because I'm comfortable. I'm like, we're in our bed right now. So. All right. This is Loki taking us back to the uh, when we very first started the podcast. I know. When we, fir- uh, fir- <clears throat> when we first started the podcast, um, we were in the bed. I had no, I ain't had no pants on. I do say that. I just had my jaws on. No. Yeah, sometimes. Oh. Or I would be like right here. You would be in the bed. <gasps> what? There's a stink bug. Why is it a stink bug? Do they stink? I don't know. That's what they're called. It's not inside the house, though. Well, why is he right there? It doesn't matter. Okay, sorry. Anyways, we would shoot the podcast right here because Savannah didn't want to do video yet, which was fine. I wanted to do video from the jump. No, it was so fun. It was so mysterious. I know. It still could be mysterious. I honestly, like, 
never look at the cameras, but now I am just for fun. Yeah. But so I still kind of feel like it still feels mysterious. Like it feels different than like our vlogs or yeah. even like Instagram stories or anything where we're like we're talking directly to the camera. For like sure. this feels I know. Like we're just having a conversation and like I forget sometimes that people actually listen to us. I know. The thing is, I feel like they're, especially when they comment and they leave reviews and stuff, which you should, by the way, leave a review um, and a rating. But I feel like we're engaging all together. I feel like we're all having a conversation. Definitely, definitely. Um, anyways, speaking of conversations, speaking of Blanky, I have, actually I have a question. I don't even know. It, we'll, we can tackle this in a bit. But did your Blanky cure something for you as a kid? Or did your, like, where did the blank? let's, baby, how'd you meet your blankie? That's what we want to know. Well, I don't know. I've had it since I was a baby. Ah, let's call your mama right now. No. Okay. Um, I, I've had it since I was a baby, so I don't, like, have a moment that I remember, obviously. Like, it's literally just been around. You know, that blankie looks like the blankie from the hospital. Maybe the blankies were different back then. They could have been. I do know one time my blankie got lost at the movie theaters like got How left. Old, like you were I think I was like single I don't know, digits. Like yeah, yeah, still single digits, yeah. And my parents bought me a new one. But so that's not the OG blankie. It's actually not the OG. But like it pretty is much now. still kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Twenty seven years later. <laughs> Twenty something. But anyways, yeah, it's crazy. Like they had to buy me like the same exact replacement. Wow. Yeah. Um But it did I wouldn't say like it cured anything for me, but it really did bring me comfort. And it's still, like, I still like it. Like, I'm imagining myself, like, holding it right now. I want you to go get the blankie. No, I'm not. By the end of the podcast, the blankie no, will be I'm on this bed. No, I'm not going to get the blankie. Why not? Because you don't need it. <laughs> it's not that we didn't. You said you're thinking about <laughs> No, we don't need it. But, yeah, I feel like as a kid, it, it really did bring me, like, comfort. Did you ever have nightmares and stuff as a kid? Um, No, I don't think I had nightmare. What's a nightmare to you? Actually, I think this is a common thing. I used to have dreams that... Like, I would be getting chased. Oh, yeah. You had those type of dreams? Definitely. I used to have the same recurring dream. Did you get chased by a lion? A lion? I got chased by a lion. No, I don't think Multiple I've times. Heard. Okay, so you had the same dream? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, like, I would have the same dream every night for a while, mm -hmm. and it was in our house. So, like, it felt super real. Definitely. Um, but anyways, yeah, so, like, I feel like I had a lot of nightmares as a kid, and I feel like my blankie brought me, like peace and comfort really yeah do you think it was because of the blankie that i had nightmares yeah i mean no. the blankie stayed around no i won't it's like it's you're you're not a kid anymore i can't get can't get rid of that no i'm not getting rid of the it. blankie mm -hmm. um what are you looking at over there oh i don't know i saw someone outside oh yes yeah, our neighbors yeah nice um but uh yeah because i was curious as to why people would have and i was genuinely curious i wasn't like i'm not trying to be funny um, curious as to why people will still have it to this day, married, single, uh, dating or not or whatever, what would be a reason? And I thought it would possibly have to do with, like you said, comfort, but like to cure anxiety or something if someone I think ever it needed could. it. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like this is a unpopular opinion and we should tread lightly because maybe what? someone's like blanket or stuffed animal or something from their childhood really does like help ease Anxiety. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, you're right. I don't know. Like, for me, I don't think, like, now, today, my blanket <laughs> could not, like, help me with anxiety or depression. Yeah. Um, But that that could be different for some people. I don't know. Yeah. 
because I feel like you've uh, we've ma- just matured and like you kind of just we know how to handle stuff without a without a blankie. I mean, me saying yeah, blankie is crazy. I know blankie is crazy. I mean, yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like whenever I'm struggling with anxiety or depression and what I have in the past, I'm not like my blankie that's gonna fix it. But right. as a, as a child, like that really could be your first instinct. Yeah. But I don't really have any fond memories or any memories at all of me as a child feeling distraught about something and then being like, my blanket would help me with this. I just like slept with it. Mm. So I don't have like that type of connection with it really. I'm trying to think what I what was my go to. That's what I'm saying. You don't have one. You can't relate. Well, I'm just trying to think of, okay, it wasn't a blankie or something. But I'm just saying like, what was my go to when I, because I don't, for me growing up and even just now, I don't fully struggle with uh, anxiety. Yeah. Like I just don't get that anxious about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um what's your definition of like being anxious? It's literally just like worry. Yeah, I would say. Really? That's just like the I mean, such a simple definition of it, but I feel like when you're you have no control over your thoughts. Right. And as much as you like as believers for us, like you know as much as we can like pray and talk to God about our problems, like sometimes it's really just like such a mental battle Mm -hmm. and like no matter what you do you can't like your thoughts like take you captive right yeah i don't think i've ever felt that and if i have it was at like the littlest degree ever of worried or like anxious or just thinking that something bad will happen if this happens or that happens or whatever um yeah but i will say being depressed you've experienced that i've definitely experienced that and honestly like my go-to i've had some negative go-to's and then like the obvious positive ones as i got older um but like negative go-to's would uh well obviously would be porn i would growing up just like if you're depressed you feel like that yeah if i'm just down or like i'm just alone feel bad about myself then let me just sorrow or burrow in this and you know uh do something else that's going to make me feel even worse afterwards um what else would i would do when i was depressed or whatever i would uh i would definitely just isolate myself from even like my family or my parents or i would be very angry Mm. um i would just wouldn't want to be around or do anything and this is like i'm talking like in high school yeah high school and up or whatever um to where i literally had the choice of being around community or seeking for help and things like that um eventually as i got older though the positive things were definitely just reading my bible yeah or definitely uh having someone hold me accountable or uh yeah yeah it's crazy for me because before i feel like for me, like I've experienced both depression and anxiety, and it's crazy because I feel like they're kind of two opposites. Oh, okay, okay. In a Not way. similar. They have similarities, but I think there's like a lot of opposites too. In the sense of like, for me, depression I've experienced is like you just you don't want to do anything, you don't want to get up, Mm-mm. you, um, you're just like super sad. Yeah, that's the best way I feel like I can describe it, and that's like what I've experienced with it. Mm-hmm. But anxiety, it's more so. For me, at least, like I would, I would be sad because I feel like whenever I would experience one, I would kind of experience the other. Yeah. Like I feel like they were kind of tied for me, but I feel like everyone's different. Um, right. 
but anxiety is more so I can still function. I, I would be able to function with my anxiety and go about life, but still my thoughts, like I'm not actually mentally, mentally there. there. Yeah. Um, I'm just somewhere else. We've had experiences like that, uh, to where, especially for me. And it's so crazy. Cause we're, we're so opposite when it comes to a lot of things, but specifically, um, anxiety because we would literally we would be out or we would not even out just even at the crib or just having discussions about certain things and i'm just like saying how it is all right well let's do this or uh what do you think about this and this will be an easy decision and you instantly not shut down but like you instantly sometimes uh would have to evaluate everything and like bring it back yeah we process things way differently like I and I I don't think there's a right or wrong way to process like Mm -hmm. for me for example like a big life change it's gonna take me or like a big decision like it's so much more than just like okay yeah did you know that when we like so when we moved to Dallas and we've shared this it was it was a lot on you did you know that going in was going to be a lot on you? Or it, after that, you start realizing, oh, life changes are going to affect me different. Yeah, I actually. So I feel like the first time I really experienced like true, I would say like depression to where I was like diagnosed. And I knew that mm-hmm. it was like a different type of sadness because obviously like growing up, I experienced a lot of sadness and like different things right. like, you know, drama with like friends in high school, whatever. And even like after high school. But I will say, like, when we moved to Dallas, that was the first time I ever actually was like, okay, this is, like, something deeper. Like, this isn't just I'm sad or, like, I'm going through a tough time. Like, it's yeah. it's deeper than that. And I don't think I knew going in that it was going to be that way. I didn't, I didn't know that such a big life change would affect me the way that it did. It affected us crazy. Like, we were arguing. And the thing is, I, we didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't know that my wife was, like, literally having low-key, like, anxiety attacks or panic attacks Mm -hmm. or whatever, like, they weren't, like, major ones, but Mm -hmm. they were coming out in our arguments and our Mm -hmm. fights, and you're trying to see where I'm coming from. I'm trying to see where you're coming from, and I just cannot see. Um, Like, example, we we moved to Dallas. We were looking for a place, and we really wanted uh, a certain type of place, and we wanted it to be our vibe, and uh, there was one spot that we really both loved, but it was out of our price range, and for me, I'm just like, babe, we can afford this. I have all the faith. We can afford this. We're going to get approved. Uh, we got this. And that's in like where we're so different too. Like I'm such a realist, I feel like. Yeah. And you're more of a dreamer, which is great. Like I think both are great. But you would agree though, we c- could afford it though. Like in the time. Yes. But your thoughts i was thinking more into it like Mm -hmm. you know how much we can save all the budgeting like it's just like simple marriage things that honestly i feel like other people can probably relate to definitely this is our second year yeah yeah second year marriage yeah so just like budgeting finances all that stuff like that i know can be like a really common thread in like marital issues but yeah that was just an example of like you were like this is fine and then it really took a toll on me um but i think it was so much more than that though i don't think it was just the fact that like i felt like we moved into a place prematurely i yeah it was about the move yeah it was just the move in general like i didn't realize how much it was gonna hit me yeah um we were having thoughts of obviously leaving dallas like as soon as we got there um we actually made the decision to move to portland 
have we ever said this? We made the decision so. to move to Portland while living in our first home in we Dallas. We told our family. Literally told everyone that we were moving to Portland. And then something shifted. We probably got into like another argument or something. I just know for me, I didn't have peace about it yet. Yeah. And I was like, if we move literally across the country again and it's not right, then it's just going to be like a whole yeah, it been, spiral and cycle. Would have easily been chaos. We, um, so Savannah's like having these low key kind of panic attacks. I am trying to articulate to her that for starters, I'm like so fine. Like I am thoroughly enjoying that we moved to Dallas, that we, uh, everything was just like great in my head. Yes. I was so happy being like on the complete opposite page of your spouse, like polar opposites total. And for me not to understand what you were actually going through. Like if I'm being honest, I don't, I feel like I tried a little bit, but I didn't try super hard to see where you're coming from. I was very immature in that in uh in that first or second year of our marriage where i'm just like you're like i'm good why aren't you i'm exactly like why are you why are you why do you have anxiety about this i what what is anxiety like for me because i didn't i didn't have it i didn't i don't deal with that um on a normal basis so you're dealing with that okay bro let's move on let's figure this out but i'm still trying to be so gracious and calm with it and not raise my voice and failed at that so many times but i'm just like okay yo whatever so eventually we event uh we get that place that we said that you said that we couldn't afford and i felt like we could or whatever and we we got it but there was still and i'm thinking because you eventually said yes you agreed and i was like eventually we moved into our spot and i could still tell that you were still somewhere different you were still having so much anxiety about us living in that place, even though on camera, even in the vlogs to this day, y'all can go see we're happy. We're smiling and everything look is looking great, but you are not content with where we were. Um, just yeah, where we were with everything. Yeah. That's, I know it's just like goes to show that what you see on social media is literally never the full story because no. I mean, obviously we've learned so much even since then, because I feel like now Back then, we were like, okay, we got to keep it moving. Like, we have to post. For like, sure. it's our job, which even to a certain extent, especially now, like, it's our full-time job, so it's crazy. Like, Definitely. when life hits, you know, you don't just get to, like, quit your job. Like, that's not yeah the reality, but I feel like we've grown so much since then. Like, if we're going through something and we have the ability to, like, take a break or step away, For we sure. do. What was your, um, what was going through your head during that time that you're having all this anxiety and I am just not seeing where you're coming from at all. I mean, it was definitely, or just, let's just talk like in general, let's like, okay, so that's the Dallas story, but like other times too. there's just been other times. It's just, it's so isolating. Yeah. And I remember telling you like multiple times that I felt alone and I remember that being like triggering for you at the same time because you're like, well, I'm right. I'm right here. Yeah. Like you're not alone. And so it's so hard to navigate because I feel like for me, like no matter what I did or said, I was just really battling with it and I couldn't, you couldn't fix me. Mm -mm. And I think that you wanted to hundred percent wanted to, and you wanted to just like make it better, which rightfully so. Like if you were going through something, I would just want you to feel better. Did you want me to fix it? 
or fix no. you or anything? No. And I knew you couldn't. We And we didn't articulate that to each other. No. But I did want... I don't know, like, I'm now I'm kind of envisioning more like what I experienced postpartum, mm-hmm. and it's so hard because I didn't even know exactly what I needed, what need. and I didn't even know fully understand what, like, how serious what I was going through was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. I was. I thought you were still oh, no. saying your thought. Um. Yeah. No. Definitely. I definitely didn't think that what you were going through was a serious thing. I didn't think that people went through what you dealt with um, when it comes to like having anxiety and being depressed or whatever. On top of all of that, you got, so I remember this, you got pregnant. We moved to a different city in Texas Mm -hmm. and you got pregnant and uh, we were like, Oh, that makes so much sense why you were feeling the way you were feeling. And we kind of pushed it off to the side. Yeah. I feel like, I was like, okay, I feel like a lot of my depression was coming from like a hormone situation because I had just come off birth control, a big life change, just like a lot of things combined. Yeah. Um, But then I also like, yeah, I got pregnant and then I feel like I was like doing really well. Yeah. I was still like seeing a therapist and I felt like really good mentally. And then postpartum, it was even worse than like anything I'd ever experienced. Right. Um, But I don't know necessarily. I don't think it the two really relate honestly like I know they say that sometimes if you've experienced like anxiety and depression in your life you are more prone to maybe experience it like postpartum Mm. um but not necessarily at the same time like if you've never experienced it ever you could experience it like postpartum right or vice versa you know yeah so I don't know if it if it relates or if it's just like two different things it's just so crazy because I I'm like looking back at times, even in that moment, asking myself, like, was I depressed when you were feeling down or something like what was like, what does that actually feel like? What does that feeling feel like when you're feeling down and depressed and stuff like that? Um, Because I I definitely know there has been times where I'm just down, sad, not wanting even like certain times where recently or whatever if i'm just like i don't feel up to do anything or whatever i feel like that's a low-key part of depression yeah i think so definitely too i feel like i don't know if depression has to be like this long ongoing thing like i think everyone can experience a little bit of depression whether it's just like a day-to-day like a little day i don't mean like a day thing right um, but I don't know if that would be like considered actual depression or if it's just like, how do you know the difference between like, okay, I'm depressed or like, this is just like a hard day. You know what I mean? Right. Cause I feel like I, I don't know. I don't want to like say anything that's not correct, but sure. depression I feel like is more so like you, you can't get out of it. That's what I was going to say. Like you're in a big slump, mm-hmm. but you eventually get out of it though. Mm-hmm. But then you go back into it. So I mean, like I, I don't. Like, I feel like I know what you're talking about. Like, when you have just, like, a rough day where you just kind of, like, you don't feel, you're just not feeling it. And I'm just in my feels. Like, I'm in my head, though. That's, like, normal, though. Really? I think so. Like, I I mean, every day for is not going to be, like, great, you know? Right. But and I, I get, like, just, but for me, I get really deep into my thoughts, though. And I start really feeling just down about myself yeah. and decisions that I've made and uh, ideas that I can't come up with and things like that. And I feel... 
I, I'm pretty sure that is some 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 oh, yeah. form of depression. No, definitely. Um, and it sucks. And it's like one of those things. Like, why can't I straight up just tell you? Sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's like you're not 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 like, hey, babe, I'm depressed type vibe, but like more. This is how I feel. Yeah, this is how I feel about this, and I don't know if it's depression or not, but. Uh, and it's nothing to you, but like sometimes, like you said, like some of these things just happen every other day or something like that. Maybe I just want to just let that, let it just play out or something like that. You know, it has nothing to do with, I don't think feeling comfortable with telling someone or whatever, you know? Yeah. I feel like I process like externally. Right. So I will immediately be like. This is how I feel, and this is why I feel like this, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. But you, I feel like you just would rather process it by yourself. Well, I just know it might just be a phase. Yeah, but even if for me, like, even if I'm just, like, having a bad day, I'll come to you and be like, this is why I feel like this, and this is exactly, I think, what's going on. For and sure. for you, like, if you're having a bad day, like, I don't think I've ever even heard you say to me, I'm having a bad day. I have a couple, few times. Maybe no, I no actually no, I have. But barely, I just be like, babe, I'm just not feeling just not it, feeling and then you be like, okay, yeah, no, you have, you have, but I, I don't know, I just think that's why it's so crazy because it's like it's not like just having a bad day is normal. Like I said, like yeah. just because you're having a bad day does not mean you're depressed. But right. you do think you've experienced depression to some. I don't extent. know, maybe not. No, I, I mean, because I, I like. Uh, Cause you can be get diagnosed with depression, mm-hmm. so I haven't been diagnosed. Yeah, with and like so I don't know. I've never been diagnosed, so right. I don't know what to compare it to. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know even just from seeing like everything I've been through, though. Yeah, yeah, and it's like ongoing. You right. Know what I mean, like I feel like for you, like maybe like in high school and like college and stuff like that you actually I feel like you have or even like in our dating relationship mm-hmm. but since being married I don't feel like unless correct me if I'm wrong like do you feel like with our postpartum or with my postpartum I feel like you were experiencing like because you know the the dad or like the father can experience postpartum depression and anxiety too like mm-hmm. that's really common yeah and I feel like you were experiencing it yeah um I think Definitely more so on the depression side. And I guess a little bit of anxiety of I have no clue what's going on. Like not knowing what to do. Yeah, not knowing what to do with uh, this new child, but not knowing, to, not knowing what to do, how to be there for my wife. Um, she's going through a lot of stuff, but how am I supposed to be there for her? And as far as like the depression, like you, I feel like you just go down that spiral because you, you're having anxiety. So for me, uh, that depression looked like I didn't, I didn't literally didn't want to do anything. I don't want to play basketball. I didn't, when we took our break, I wasn't even working. Cause like sometimes when we take a break or we don't, we're. It's like intentional. Yeah, it's intentional. And I can, I, it's hard for me to shut off mm-hmm. my brain or whatever. But during that time, I literally, I didn't want anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do anything. Um, so yeah, I think definitely as as dads, as a new dad or whatever, I definitely deal, did deal with anxiety and depression um in that time. But yeah. Um we just went off on a big tangent. <laughs> I'm trying to uh yeah. 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 <laughs> um so what now? Like 
today when you feel like you're having have you okay do you feel like you have had a day like that recently to where you just felt just in your head about a lot of stuff not really really and it's crazy because people ask me about my like even just the question of like how's two under two like how's the transition all that and for me I'm like this is literally the most amazing thing ever and the transition has been like pure bliss just because of what I experienced the first time it just doesn't compare I can't even like even if I have a tough moment which I have like I've had tough moments about breastfeeding I've had moments where I've cried like I have had moments but I know myself so well now that I I can recognize when it's more than that in an instant right like I will know when I'm like spiraling like a hundred percent and I haven't felt that I know you haven't yeah, been, you, and you, that's what I'm saying too, yeah. like you will, you'll see it. Right. Because you experience everything firsthand. So like if you, if you can see like it's something more than that in me, you would be the one to see it. Right. And you would know immediately. For people um, who kind of deal with it, what, for you, like what is uh, like a yellow flag or something for you to know that uh, I should probably ask my husband for some help or my boyfriend or something like that for like some help or advice or reach out to like, somebody. I feel like it's kind of hard because yeah. everyone's so different. Yeah, but That's yeah. the thing. So you can't really say like, this is going to be your sign that you need to talk to someone. Right. But like for me, I just know, I mean, any feelings of like super extreme sadness, anything of wanting to hurt yourself, of course, like mm-hmm. anything like that's just like deep sadness to where you don't feel motivated. You don't want to do anything that you used to love doing. Yeah. Um, you can't get out of bed. You can't sleep. Anything like that. Um, and honestly, like, I would just err on the side of caution. Like, if you feel like you're depressed and you're like, I don't know, like, am I? Right. Like, just go get help for go, sure. Definitely. Like, I, I feel like therapy is something that helped me so much. And I didn't even, I didn't know. Like, at first, I was like, uh, like, I don't really I know, know how because, I feel about like, this. what, what can they actually what can they help you with like that's like that used to be my mentality going into counseling or therapy because it's like we're just gonna have this conversation and can you just give me some advice i feel like i'll be fine but through those conversations Mm -hmm. you're actually having realizations about and they're professionals like they're i mean for for us like we saw a christian counselor which obviously really helps too but like regardless of like whatever your beliefs are like they're doctors like yeah. they're literally they have a degree in like in their psychology like they know they can literally like understand mm-hmm. your brain and mm-hmm. help you walk through like what it is you're experiencing yeah. um so definitely a therapist but also just someone you love right like just any type of support you can get and just make sure that you're not as much as you can like i know it's hard because when you're sad and you're down like isolating yourself feels like the right option sometimes because you're like I just want to be alone yeah and I've been there so I get it but no matter what like just try to build up the courage to tell someone you love because yeah the support will help and I just feel like I didn't like when you wanted to be alone and like you didn't want to do anything I always dealt with just being like okay well that's what she said so and then I kind of go back feeling guilty because it's like you're like your advice is saying don't isolate yourself. But me as the husband, I'm feeling like, well, she that's what she wants to do. What yeah. and she's not really listening to me. You know what I'm saying? Like she's not. Yeah, but that's t- why I feel like communication is so important. Like if you're talking like in a marriage, yeah. someone's really going through something. 
I could say one thing and mean the other, but that's that's like a communication issue right? at that point. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now I feel like we're at a, a point in our marriage where I could be like, this is what I need. And I could tell you exactly what I need. And even if it is being alone, there's like a healthy balance. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm like, Hey babe, I need to be alone. I need to go to target and just be by myself. And it's going to make me feel better. You can confidently be like, I know that's what she actually wants. Right. But sometimes, you know, when you're like really battling and you're in a dark place and I'm like, I just want to be alone and maybe I actually want you to come give me a hug. I need to, I need to like figure out how to express that to you. So that's what, I mean, that's it right there. Like, so that's what you mean. So cause I was going to ask you, um, for the husbands and that are and the boyfriends and even just the friends that don't know what to do for something like specific as that, when you're saying, I want to be alone, mm-hmm. you really wanted a hug. Yeah. And I remember too, like there was specific moments where you're like, I kept being like, I just feel so alone. I feel so alone. And you would ask me like, okay, what do you need? And I would tell you, like, I just need you to literally like sit with me and like hug me. And I did not get that for some time. Yeah. It like t- it it, it, yeah. It takes it. Well, and it just takes time just like in general, like in relationships, like whoever it is to just be vulnerable. Like we're married but and you would think that I'm so comfortable that I can be like, this is exactly what I need, but right. it's, it's a personal thing. Like, it's in my head and I feel like I'm like, well, you should just know what I need. You know, it's crazy. I, when you told me those things and I like literally didn't even get up to like hug you right then and there in that moment, what's going on in my head is one. That was when I was like, well, I don't know what she's going through. I don't understand it. Why is she going through that? But two, like, what is a hug going to do? And that's what's oh, going on yeah. in my head. I'm like, okay, I'm going to hug you, but then what? Like, yeah, I want to fix this situation. Yeah, That's what I want to fix it. You wanted like an immediate fix immediate. And what's crazy is like. It's not an immediate fix. Like, I don't believe that any mental health issue, you can't just like snap your fingers and it's going to be better or even give someone a hug and it's going to be better. Like, right. it's a process. Yeah. I mean, it took me like six months. I feel like until I started feeling like myself again. Mm hmm. And for some, it's even longer, especially postpartum. Like, I've heard women say that it takes them a year or longer to, like, get back into their... Yeah. Get back into their groove. Yeah, their stride. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm having that moment now. Like, I literally... I'm like, why? What is this hug going to do? And, like, it's probably not going to do nothing in that moment, too. No, it does. I mean, not in that moment, but, like, in... uh, it's not going to solve the problem right then and there. Um, But it's what you want. And that's what I had to do mentally. I had to like, just let my, just put everything down and be like, this is what she needs. I need to just get to it. I can't just be thinking about myself or just be thinking like, okay, well, I don't understand what she's going through and I'm not going to understand what she's going. That's another thing. Like actually make the effort, to know what your friend or someone is going through. I know. And I, I was like, I was trying not. <coughs> now nah, I'm coughing. Um, I was trying not to go there. But make the effort to see at least. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, for me, I thought I was making an effort. And I I, I wasn't making a big enough effort. You know what I'm saying? Because um, that's what I would want from you. Or whatever, and you've done that for me too. Especially when I have off days and I'm just like not with it at all. 
you either you, you handle the girls more than than you just pick up where I'm where I'm just lacking or whatever. And uh, I think for you that just comes because you've you've been on the other end of it. And when I am down and I don't want to do anything, you do give me space. And I think that's that's another thing you like in a relationship. You just know kind of how the other person reacts to certain things. Like for me, you know, I, I, I kind of want some space a little bit, but you give me like a healthy amount of space. It's not like, a, all right, just, I'm going to let you do what you want to do or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Like it's such a communication thing. Like we learn. Yeah. And it's not just like a quick thing either. Like it's taken us time. And even still to this day, like we're learning each other. Right. And we're almost like four years into, into our marriage. But we have, I really feel like we have figured each other out and sure. like what the other person needs and it's pretty cool and it's now it's more of like a look like i can tell mm-hmm. it used to be it honestly it used to be like me not p- having my ego in front of everything which is just wild like why did i have an ego in my marriage like what what, what do i got what you have literally nothing to prove to me what am i trying to prove to you why am i why am i doing this or whatever but I literally had to put that down to actually be there and see what you wanted and see um, that I could have been the problem with certain things, with, with, you know, how you're feeling and things like that. And, and I was sometimes the problem because I wouldn't understand and you would feel alone and, uh, Yeah. I wish there was just, like, some... I'm going to cry again. Okay. I'm right here. (laughs) Somewhat. (laughs) Um, You can cry. Well, I can't talk when I cry. You just let it out and I can talk. (laughs) No. I would say, like, I wish there was, like, a cookie-cutter, like, answer. Right. That would just, like, be like, this is what you can do. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's just so, like, it's situational and everyone's different. Yeah. So you just have to figure it out for yourself. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, no. I I wish there was something, like, profound that we could tell listeners. Be like, this is what you need to do if you feel like this. Right. You just have to. It's so different for everyone. Definitely. And it's okay to feel like that, too. I think a lot of people um, try to kind of ball it all in and try to just, like, okay, I shouldn't feel like this because it doesn't look like a lot of people are feeling like this. Like, it's not the popular thing to do to feel sad or feel depressed or have anxiety and stuff like that. But that's okay. It's a part of, you know, your journey, who you are. Like, you can't, somebody can't sit here and say that they have never felt any ounce of worry, depression, sadness, and, uh, can't say that they haven't gotten through it because yeah. you you do get through it. Were you about to say something? Well, I was just going to say, I feel like it's kind of tricky, too, as Christians. Like, yeah. I remember even in, like, therapy, I would get, I've been asked the question, like, do you feel like the leaders in your life, pastors in your life are looking at you like, well, you shouldn't have any worry or you shouldn't have any anxiety because wow. we're Christians and we can just pray about it and it's going to be better and like yep. just leave it in the hands of God. Like he'll figure it all out. He'll work it out, which 
it's crazy because it's like I believe all of those things. For I believe sure. prayer helps and it works. Yeah. But there's like medical diagnoses where you actually like I know I know plenty of Christians that are even on like anxiety medication or and they need that. Exactly. And like that's why God created medicine. For sure. And I feel like that's probably an unpopular opinion because I feel like I don't know. I feel like there are some Christians out there that would say otherwise. For sure. And they would say you don't need medicine. You're not depressed. You're not this. You're not that. Um, but I don't I don't think that's true. Neither do I. And it sucks when you do have um, you are surrounded by leaders who make you feel bad for feeling how you feel mm. and um, saying certain things like you just said or uh, using that very thing that you're dealing with to later on against you use it against you the fact that you were feeling a certain type of way and that has actually happened to us and it's like it's confusing because you feel like you can be vulnerable to people especially leadership and um you feel like you can tell people certain things especially stuff that you're going through like real like real life like we ain't gonna my wife and I, we're dealing with this, mm-hmm. period. Like, I'm not going to say that we're not dealing with it. So we're dealing with it. And then for months later, for someone to... Um, they literally you, bring it up in a conversation. Yeah, bring it up in a conversation. That like, has, well, I give you grace in that season. Yeah. Like, it, like, it's... yeah. It, it, it literally makes you question so much. Um, but trying to stay on topic. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It, it, no, but even that. But... Um, it makes <laughs> it's wild. It's actually crazy. Um, yeah, it makes you question just everything. It makes you probably feel that feeling that you felt again. It makes you not want to be vulnerable to people. It makes you not want to talk to people. It makes you want to isolate yourself and be depressed and things like that. And um, that's not what God intended. Intended uh, the cure of depression to be. It's it's definitely like you said. It it definitely is faith. It is prayer. It's all that. Um, but I also at the end of the day, it's also practical things as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad says this faith plus works equals make it happen. Um, how bad do you want it? You know what I'm saying? Like how, how, not how bad do you want it, but we're going to have that faith, but you also got to, you got to, we got to do some stuff mm-hmm. to make that, to you can't make just it happen. sit there and be like, oh yeah, I have faith. Like I'll get better. For sure. It's not. And, but let's easy. be real. Like it's, it's definitely, you're going to be in those, those moments where it's just, you don't want to do nothing mm-hmm. and you are probably just going to sit in it and you, and that's where you need community to test, to, to have someone tell you, all right, come on out of it. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of this. Um, let's, let's work. Let's make stuff happen. Um, because you don't want to sit in that, but it is okay to feel like that. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I love you. I love you. I'm proud of you. Don't make me cry. I'm not going to make you cry. that's it. I'm not going to make you cry. You know you are. I love you. I love you. And I'm proud of you. (laughs) No more. That's it. Okay. I do love you. Baby. Okay, I'm joking. Um, But yeah, I, I, I really pray that that conversation that I was having realizations myself um, really was a teachable moment for people Mm -hmm. um because i know it's a real thing it's a people are dealing with it as we speak um there are still days that in in our marriage 
where we are down and out and don't want to do anything. Um, we could have a little worry about certain things. Mm-hmm. It's still a thing. Um, and just having these conversations, I know it's some sort of healing for somebody. And uh, if I can just encourage you, anyone who's listening and watching this, to to know that it's okay to 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 be in what you're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Don't be in it for that long. But it's okay to feel like that. Yeah. Well, even if you are in it for quite yeah, yeah, yeah. long, I feel like when I was really in the depths, I was like, I need to get better immediately. And how can I get better as fast as possible? And, y- and yeah. it doesn't work like that. No. So if you are like in the depths of struggling with something, just know that it will get better. And I know it feels so hard in the moment because you're like, I don't see the lie at the end. Mm-mm. Like I really don't. But if you can just cling to that and just... It literally will get better. Yeah. Well, we are going to end on that note. I didn't know this was going to be so emotional. Neither did I, baby. I heard you low key choking up earlier, I and I was even, like, I literally wasn't going to cry. I know you and weren't. Then you were just talking, and then I just started crying. I knew you wasn't, but you're so cold though. I've got your nudes. I've got my. Ain't that nudes? Yeah, but I think I have a sweat pit. Oh, it's okay. Oh. I I can't see it. Okay. What were you about to say? No, I, I've gotten better with my crying situation, but I really want to work on it because. Like, I don't think crying is a bad thing, but no. I want to be able to, like, speak about things without crying just because it's hard to talk when you're crying. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think it's okay. No, it's, it's, it is definitely okay. Yeah. But, like, I just think it's just something, like, I want to be able to talk and not cry. Yeah. Now, I used to be like, babe, why are you crying? I know. That's another thing. I yeah. literally didn't understand, like, when you would be depressed or down, like, okay, let's have a conversation about it. Why are you crying? But it is okay. Yeah. To be like that though. So we keep looking at each other. We in the bed. It's crazy. Forget Maybe. it. I know. Uh we love you guys. Thank you for uh watching every single week. Y'all rock. Y'all have literally made this podcast something that we didn't even think they would be. And y'all are showing up each week, leaving comments, uh, leaving reviews, and it's been the best, best thing ever. So um you got anything you want to say? No. I knew you didn't. I knew she did, Shardy. I'm about to get some Chick-fil-A for real, for real. You are? Is that what you want? I don't know yet. I know. I look you want like some Firehouse subs or something. You just said you wanted Chick-fil-A. I know. That's two different things. Uh, but we love y'all, and we will see y'all next week. <laughs>